everybody, welcome to The Huddle. I'm here with uh, a new friend, an associate here at Walmart named Emmanuel, who has been with us a couple years. He's one of our drivers in Grantsville, Utah. That's right. And I wanted to introduce Emmanuel to all of you because what I've learned about him just in the last few weeks, and especially today, is, is Emmanuel is, to me, the living American dream. That's the best way I can say it. And I'm gonna have you tell your story, and I think everyone will love it. But um, just as we get started, I'd love to hear just a bit about where you grew up and how you ended up in the United States. Well, John, my, my journey starts from a country called Uganda in Africa. That's where I was born. I was born in a family of uh, nine kids. There were seven boys, and I'm the fourth in line and two girls. And both, both my parents were teachers. My father became a principal, but he, early in his years, he went to school in the United States. Uh, he came on an, an exchange, international exchange uh, program. So went to school. When he went back to Africa, because of the good education, he was able to become a principal of a school. So, uh, and that's how we met mom. And, and then, we, so we were nine of us and our parents made sure that we go to school because they knew the value of education. Mm -hmm. So both of your parents were teachers. They were both teachers. In education, both serving other people. Yes. Which, yes. Is, which is probably where you started to learn about service to others. And there's a lot more here, but, but keep, keep going on, the, on the, how, you, how you grew up. Yeah, so uh, our father worked and mom at the time was a teacher, but when you have nine kids and a, a Ugandan household is so different from an American household because in Uganda, you don't have the washing machines, you don't have the, uh, you know, the stove in your house where you could just turn the switch on and everything is pretty yeah. basic. Every, everybody so, has a part to play. So mom decides to, to stay home because she was able to catch up with housework. And dad was making fellow care money, so dad would stay working and mom would, would be home. So in that time, my father working down uh, in 1986, my father gets blind. Hmm. And, but lucky enough, he knew that wasn't the end of his, of his life. He knew he could still serve people. He went back and studied special education. And uh, what I mean by that is he went to learn Braille and sign language. And so he could continue to provide to his family. And in that process, we were, we as kids would be his um, uh, guide, mm -hmm. you know, would take him to his meetings or, and he was able to do great things in service, in service for people. What he did was he was able to reach out to different organizations out in the US and other countries. And he was able to build schools for the deaf, for the blind. And personally, I can actually sign language and I can even read Braille to some extent. And, um, and for him, it was about helping and helping other people and amplifying what you, yourself by serving other people. So unfortunately, in 1994, he ended up dying. On one, one Christmas night, it was um, Christmas, you know, Christmas you have wonderful meals, you have uh, a little, a few sweet things. So not realizing that he went blind due to glaucoma, so he, go, he goes into coma that, um, that Christmas night and we get him to the hospital 
and they said he's in diabetic coma. But sad enough, in Uganda at the time, there was no insulin. So we sat and waited for him, and he passed that night. Now there's a vacuum. There's no... My mama has been staying home. There are seven boys and two girls, and we have a few other cousins living with us. So we're trying to figure out how can we move forward. And as a, as a young man, I have this thing inquisitive. I wished I could have given my father something, um, something back, you know, like, hey, thank you, but now he's gone. What can I do? And it drove me to find a way to help mom. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I could be able to feel like I'm giving. That's what my father would have wanted or would, would have done. So I started finding ways on how to... Um, help provide for the family. Yeah, help the family. And mm-hmm. we would go out fishing. Um, one of the things we would do would get the... Uh, the paper clip. The paper. Yeah, you're telling actually, me the circle. The clip, the, uh, the needle, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. paper, the uh, pin, mm-hmm. paper pin. And we would bend it, we would knock it and make her a hook and we would try and catch fish. And sometimes we were very successful and sometimes not, but still our needs were increasing, we were growing. So that's when I started to reach out to my father's friends out in the U.S. and said, I would be grateful or honored even if I could get an invitation to the United States. And I was lucky, I was pretty, pretty lucky that sometimes God chooses these people a certain way because for me, when I went, when I had my invitation, I got, I got to the embassy to try and get a visa. And there were about 114 people that day. But among those 14, only three of us were able to get the visa. So I felt that was very ex- exciting. And I'm, I'm able to make it to the US. This was in Boston. Mm-hmm. In Boston, I, I, had, I was communicating once I realized that I was able to go to, I was going to make it to the United States. I communicated with a friend who was living in Boston and he was renting a small room out of this house. This lady owned the house and rented out these rooms. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I asked if he had room for me, if she had room for me that I could rent or somehow she said it, they didn't have room. So, but I was about to meet with the lady and talk to her and see if I could at least rent some, some place. And there was a laundry room and I said, I could, I could rent your laundry room. And she said, well, this is our laundry room. We use it. But I said, well, you don't use it at night. So I'll be able to put my air mattress at night. And in the morning, I'll move the air mattress. So at least uh, I, won't, I won't be in the way. And she realized that she wasn't, you know, she was really a wonderful lady. She was able to let me do that. So, and, and how old were you at that time? At that time, I'm about 23. 23. So 23, you've been working with your family. Your parents were working. Dad yeah. was working. Dad passed away. Dad passed, yeah. And so you go to get a visa and move over to Boston where you move into someone's laundry room to help yeah. provide for the family. That's that's correct. Extraordinary. That's correct. And so I found a place where I could put my head and I'm looking, now I start finding looking for work. My first job was landscaping. And uh, the job was in a town called Winchester, and I lived in Waltham. So it took me about an hour and a half to get to that job, and then an hour and a half to commute back. So that was my day job, and I would send half of my paycheck to Uganda because I have brothers and there were needs. So I 
that's how I was juggling, but the money wasn't enough. And I needed a little bit more because there was a lot of things that I needed to help. So I took a second job uh, in retail. I worked for a store where I would work at night, stocking shelves, and I would, uh, in the day, commute back to my second job. So this one night, for this funny story, this one night, I'm new to the U.S., I hadn't dressed appropriate for the weather. So you moved from the equator to yeah, Boston. Yeah, coming. Yeah, you know, Uganda is pretty warm <laughs> in Uganda. You know, now it's cold. But so I get out of work at six in the morning, and there's a foot of snow on the ground. But I have about an, a, uh, a mile commute from from the from the location where I was to the train station, where I would have to take to go home, and. I decided to walk. I, I start walking and of course, I'm getting snow in my shoes and my hands are pretty cold. And it was tough. It was so cold and my feet hurt. I had the uh, dressy shoes, something like, like what we have on. I didn't have sneakers, so it, it hurt my feet. In that, at that time I had to take, I took my shoes off and I walked in, uh, in socks. For the, for the other half of the mile to make to the train station. So, so I had all this urgent and I'm trying to make more money uh, because I have to support my family and I did different jobs. And, but doing, it wasn't, I wasn't quite breaking the bank. And I kept looking in the newspaper and I would see jobs for truck drivers. Mm -hmm. And there was always a job for a truck driver. So at that point, I'm like, I think this is what I really needed to do, knowing that I'll be able to have um, a job. Because for me, mentally, I don't have access to um, social services, like uh, social security or anything, or SSI, whatever people get. I'm, I'm it. And the other people counting on me. So I wanted to have job security, make a little more money, and don't have to walk in the snow. <laughs> so. That's how I ended up uh, giving a driver. A driver. I, I contacted a company, a driving company. I mean, a driving uh, company that offered to pay for my truck school, and as long as I signed a contract to drive for him, and I did uh, sign up, and they paid for my truck school, and I drove for them for about a, a year and a half. And while I was doing that, I was now now I'm getting some kind of experience. And started things to build, are starting to build up. a career at that point. Yeah, things are opening up. And yeah. at, at that time, it was lucrative to go in the oil fields. So I looked for a job and I ended up going into North Dakota. So I worked in North Dakota and I also ended up up in Texas. And, but these jobs were great, they were paying good, but I was still gone. I wasn't at home. So I have a family now and I'm not home, but I'm making money. If it was felt okay, but I'm not. I'm not there. So things changed financially, and I needed to be home a little bit more. And I ended up taking a job in Utah, hauling coal. And but and and eventually, I ended up working for a company uh, delivering bando uh, shingles. Shingles, uh, with shingles, if you know about shingles, a bundle weighs between 75 to uh, 80 pounds. And I would have to unload a truck, I would drive a truck and unload 600 pounds of those. And that was pretty tough. So I started 
trying to find ways on how I could do better. And uh, when I searched, Walmart came up in my sights. And I started reading a little bit more. And long story short, I applied. And here I am. A couple years later in, in the Walmart shirt. That's correct. That's great. So it's been a couple of years since you've been with Walmart. Yes. And uh, two years and five months to be exact. Two years, five months. And yeah. something recent in your life that's pretty, pretty remarkable is you just bought your first home. Yes. Um, Walmart has actually changed my life. So over the years, in, the, in 10 years, I'm doing these jobs, but I'm not quite breaking because I have family in Africa that I'm helping. So I, at home, I married and I had f uh, four, four kids from marriage and I have a daughter in Massachusetts. By the way, my daughter is doing really great. She, um, she, she's really good in, in studies that she was always on the honor, on the honor roll. And she did a standard testing for the state of Massachusetts, and she became our best student in the whole state and won a scholarship to That's go to amazing. New York. So I have, I have her, I have uh, these other kids I have at home, but I also have my siblings back in Africa that are also counting on me. And when, when I say counting on me, um, Africa, they don't have things like um, uh, free education. You pay, you go to school. You don't pay, you don't. You don't go to school. So I had to pay that. And then they, they don't have things that will help supplement. Like in the U.S., if you don't have money, you could get, um, I think, food stamps. And they don't have that. So I need to put food on the table for them. And, for example, we had a neighbor at home in Africa that lost her husband to an accident. And she was asking me the last time I was visiting if I knew of anybody who would sponsor, and I didn't know any people, so I said, I'll take on her kids. So I keep her kids in school because I figured it's important for you to go to school because then you're in the future able to right. take care of yourself. So um, apart from those, going through school in Africa, I made friends and other people that only knew me. And so, so I'll have 15 people immediate, but I also have another 30 people, another 15 people, so about 30 people that I regularly support. Then I also have my family in the U.S., so I, I had to... to yeah. <clears throat> Things to are really make, stretched thin. Yeah. Right. And that's how I was always trying to find ways, and once I came to Walmart, it changed my life, because I'm able to make a very good living, and I'm actually able to be home. Be home more. I'm home. Right. Every week I'm home. And... Uh, and there's some companies that I did before that would get me home, but it was never fixed. Mm. Uh, but now I have a fixed schedule. I go home and I'm doing it seated in the truck and making a lot of money. Um, I've improved my credit. I came in here. I was in the lower 500, to be exact about, I thought one of them was like 530. I had a 540. But in two years, since I've joined Walmart, I built my credit to 720. 330, and I was able to buy my first home. And I could tell you at home, our diet has improved. <laughs> <laughs> our diet has improved, and even the people back home, they're doing better. They're doing better, and I'm able to extend. And even buying my first home is it's a wonderful thing because now that puts in perspective why I left Africa in the first place. You've obviously worked really hard from leaving, you've gone to 23, to Boston, North Dakota, Texas, and then to the job at Walmart. 
yeah, yeah. Um, buying your home, improving credit. Right. Um, you're just a remarkable story and, and an amazing inspiration. And, and just one last thing before we close, uh, everything I've learned about you since we've met is you love being in service to other people. And I, I'm sure some of that started with your mom and dad who were teachers and yes. worked on behalf of others. But tell us about, you know, what motivates you to continue to give more and more? And, and I hear in your voice you do it. I see your face light up when you talk about it. What, what motivates you to keep doing that? I think for me, it didn't happen overnight, but I took that first step and I'm pretty much watching my parents and what my father did. I knew when you, when you serve people, it amplifies you. It makes you do something for someone that um, in the end, they are able to help other people. So for me, service is everything for me. And so being able to, when I come here, and for example, Walmart, I'm able to extend my arm even further. And so for me, uh, if we serve our community, um, it's not just for the immediate people we're giving the help, but there's a lot more we're roots that they will be able to help others. So that's what really drives me in. And even to, to where I am today, um, people have helped me along the way. I've had, you know, even being able to be given an opportunity to come here. Someone took a leap of faith on me to become a driver here, and I'm able to change uh, many other lives down the road. And so, for me, service is everything, and that's how I feel like <laughs> we should all look into that a little more closely. Well, we're proud of you and certainly proud of everything you've done, and we do serve others. That's what the business is based on, and it's just natural to you, and certainly you have uh, achieved so much, probably things you hadn't even dreamed you could achieve, and I just wanted to, to bring you here and share your story with everyone and say congratulations, and thanks for making a difference. Your your service really matters. I'm grateful and uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here and I know there's great things I can do being here at Walmart and yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I have no doubts you're going to continue <laughs> to do great things. Thanks for coming, Emmanuel. It's Thank great you, to meet John. you. Thank you, John.